The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Thanks for joining us. This is Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa is for educational purposes only and is not intended to provide a physician-patient relationship, give diagnoses, prescribe treatment, or do psychotherapy. Please contact your healthcare provider to obtain treatment. Discover your body's natural ability to heal. Welcome to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa. Hello, hello, hello. I'm back, back from this big neck surgery. I call it affectionately the big dig. What big dig have you gone through recently? Is there something that is making you exhausted? Today's day is how do I know this is adrenal fatigue? Have you ever suffered from fatigue, sleepiness, exhaustion? Have you ever had weariness, that feeling of loginess, heavy legs, can't keep your eyes open? If you've ever had this exhaustion, today's your day because we're going to discuss, is this tiredness that I have, fatigue, adrenal fatigue? Well, now it's fascinating because the title of this show is this adrenal fatigue But now everybody wants to know, is this COVID fatigue? The other day I woke up, well, at night, Monday night, I went to bed and I was like so tired that I actually canceled Tuesday's readings. I woke up Tuesday, 9.30, and I was so tired. A lot of people used to think when they were so tired, it was adrenal fatigue. I have cortisol exhaustion. Now it's like, do I have COVID? So I did a COVID test. Everybody's doing COVID, COVID, COVID. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. So I actually went into the kitchen. The cats are like, feed me, feed me. I didn't care. And the directions, that's Spanish, Serbo-Croatian, German. It's like I can't get through any of these languages to find the English directions. And finally, I find them. I do the test. I, it's exhausting to do the test. And voila, I am negative. I was so exhausted from taking the test. Suffice it to say, I was just tired, which I'll get to in a second. There are, after going through exhaustive research on all the reasons why you have fatigue, I narrowed it down to five basic reasons, which they don't say in the book that way. But if you look at it, if you look at all the anemias, the infections, the autoimmune, the problems with blood sugar, electrolyte, high calcium, low calcium, problems with estrogen, pros, uh, testosterone, 
uh, asthma, heart problems, depression, grief. It goes on and on and on. There's basically five basic categories. <coughs> Many of probably which you don't think about. And not all of them are adrenal fatigue. The first one is stuff building up in your system that's not supposed to be there. Like garbage building up, things crowding in your system, that makes you tired. Your liver, your kidneys, your lungs are all supposed to remove what you call toxins, whether it's carbon dioxide or stuff that your liver is supposed to remove or your kidneys or your lungs. It builds up in your system. Garbage. So you can tell by doing blood tests, liver function, renal function, or even a blood gas, you'll feel tired. If you take too many medicines, too many supplements, I can tell you right now, so many people call me now with all the supplements they're taking and they don't realize that they interact and they can make you messed up. Actually, they have a buildup of toxins in your system. Suffice it to say, that can make you tired. Second thing, not to mention substances like drugs, side effects, medicines, side effects, and of course, alcohol and other substances, side effects. Second of all, grief, death, cellular death can make you tired. Because it's a natural process in which tissues are leaving and sometimes they decay and they leave inflammatory mediators. But also the process of grief in our brain is exhausting because we're doing inner work, refiling memories of that person. That's exhausting. You don't see the work, just like you're not digging holes or building walls or something, but inside of you, you're doing a lot of work. It's exhausting. You may be sitting on a couch, not moving around, but you're moving in your brain. That's death, grief. The third thing is birth, growth. Kids sleep a lot. In fact, earlier in your life, you sleep an awful lot. Kids get tired, they'll fall asleep everywhere. Why? Because growth of cells, actually un similar to death, actually make you exhausted. So if you're going through a growth spurt in your life and you're undergoing a new job, a new relationship, something new, that creates fatigue, believe it or not, because you're laying down pathways in your brain, you're laying new, reorganizing things, whether it's work, and it requires, for lack of a better word, I hate this, downtime, because I hate downtime. I actually hate resting, too, but that's suffice, suffice it to say, if you break a bone, if you've had surgery, all of these things require rest and can give you fatigue. Recently, I had surgery on my neck, and they fused it from C2, C2 all the way down. I have never 
been so tired and all of a sudden fallen asleep. And it's because the bones are knitting and that's growth. Who knew? I had no idea. And with that requires a lot of protein. It's like you're growing like a kid is growing bones. So breakdown of tissue makes you tired and build up of tissue and build up of your, something in your life is exhausting too. However, when you get infected by something, a bacteria, a virus, or you bring into your body something that you're allergic to, your white cells react as if they're, your body's being invaded. And they release inflammation, like inflammatory bullets that make you exhausted. The fighting exhausts you. Whether it's cytokines that we're now familiar with, they make you exhausted. The histamine makes you sleepy. We all know about antihistamines. Suffice it to say, similarly, if we are hypervigilant, anxious, panicky, Fighting, whether it's a divorce, a lawsuit, a next door neighbor, people in our family, if there's an undercurrent of strife or arguing at work, the hypervigilance you feel, just like a hypervigilant immune system, autoimmune, allergy, or so on, is exhausting. Everybody knows what it's like to be around people who don't get along. It makes your muscles tense up as if at any moment people are going to attack. That's exhausting. Another fatigue. Hypervigilant immune system and autoimmune hypervigilance in feeling that there's threat around you. The same thing with war, the same thing with anticipating infection or attack in your environment. So people might not be tired of having the COVID virus, but they might be tired of possibly getting it and with its hypervigilance. Then of course, there's injury to your brain, whether it's injury from trauma in childhood with cortisol or trauma where you've gotten hit in your head, small vessels that have gotten clogged in your hearts or your brain, this causes fatigue because you're not getting enough oxygen to important areas or the white matter, the pathways in your brain have gotten injured. And then connection. When the pathways between you and other people on earth or people in the heavens, the divine, when those connections are down, it's almost as if your ignition, like in a car, is broken. You can't start your car. You literally feel lifeless. You're disconnected. That's another form of fatigue. Sometimes we try to import energy, either through addiction with opiates, alcohol, and so on, as a way of recreating opiates. But nothing can give us that kind of connection. And then last but not least, well, next to last but not least, is epinephrine, serotonin, dopamine. They are the battery fluid in our brain and body that give us PEP, the battery fluid in our battery. But last but not least is the battery, the cortisol, 
from our adrenal gland. So you understand that's only one of all the other things that I talked about. Yes, depression can affect serotonin, anxiety can affect GABA, and all of these things can make us tired. But medical intuition lets you know that something in your life may be aggravating your unique tendency toward any of these illnesses of which part of their face, part of their symptom is fatigue. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa and we talk, we're talking about how do I know that my problem is adrenal fatigue? If you want to know more about the solutions to today's show, you want to go to my latest book, Intuitive Advisor. We're, take, we're taking your calls today, 816-251-3555 from within the U.S. and Canada. And remember, UnityOnlineRadio.org is live, live every Wednesday, 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern. And you can get this show on your favorite podcast provider, as well as join the live show with a question every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern. If you can't get on the line today, and we have a lot of callers, you can get a private reading by going to www.drmonalisa.com. There's one and two hour readings. Usual reading is two hours long. By the time you get to me, you've gone to a lot of practitioners. One hour reading is a mini reading. It's it's a um, run and gun reading for acute concerns. So go to 207-846-6475 or www.drmonalisa.com. We'll go to line one. Lynn Francis. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa. How can I be of help? Hi. How are you? I'm well. I'm so glad that you're continuing to recover. Well, you know, these things happen. It was a little bit of a small uh, stint. How can I be of help? So um, I found it interesting to listen to all the different causes of fatigue. Um, Right now, my fatigue seems to be just sleep interruption because of some um, all-over itching that's been going on for a very long time, I would say since April, March or April or May. And I cannot find any physical um, correlation for it. So I'm really hoping with a reading from you. Itching. Itching. The first thing I see is that you're a very porous or sensitive person. When you pick up problems with the people around you, you carry them. I call that the stigmata of intuition. The thing is, is you can know what's going on with someone near you. You don't have, they don't have to be in your room. I see there are a couple of people in your life who are distant and removed and you know they're not doing well but they're not talking with you and it's depressing I can't figure out if they are keeping themselves at a distance they're not doing well or both but it makes it's reminiscent of other people in your life who have somehow dropped out and it doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good at all. This starts a 
daisy chain of immune system reactions in your body. Who do you live with, Lynn? Um, I live by myself. I have a couple of animals, cat and a dog. And who are the closest people to you in your life? Um, well, my my two sons are I'm very close with, and I have a number of just wonderful women in my world. Who are the people that are staying away, and that's upsetting for you? Um, one is an ex-partner that I was with for 10 years, and um, we haven't been together for a number of years, and I would check on him periodically, but he um, he feels like it's better for me not to have any contact with him. When did that start, um, that he felt it was better for you not to have contact? Ooh, that's a good question. That Just, I'm I'm the worst historian in the world. Well, I would you, really have to look at the last text message to find out what the date that was. Give a guess. Two uh, years, five years, twelve years. Oh, no, 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 no. It, no, it was. It's been within the last six months. Okay. Six to six to ten months. Okay, so that's within the last year. That's within. Okay. That's within yeah. rash territory. Oh, yeah. I mean, I. Okay. So yeah. wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So when I don't like someone, I have a friend and I'll say, that person's a real itch. <laughs> she <laughs> <loves me. laughs> and she thinks it's funny. There's some, it's like it's another way of saying they get underneath your skin. Mm-hmm. It's. Mm-hmm. It's you've put it out of your sight, but it's still present in your life. Mm-hmm. Do you mm-hmm. understand? It's irking I you. Do. I do. It's and that kind of itch, they're a real itch. Is a it's not there are five basic emotions fear, anger, sadness. It's certainly not love and joy. When you think that person's a real itch, you don't think my God, they're in love, or aren't they filled with joy? You don't think that. No. You think they're an itch. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so that's either fear, anger, sadness. Itch, not sadness. Fear, could be. Anger, yeah. Is the Ooh. is it red? Say that again. Is your rash red? Oh, there's no rash. There's absolutely no skin eruption at all. It, it just um, it, itches. Oh, like crazy, and it and it cascades. So if you start scratching in one spot, you go. Let me, you you let end me go up next whole to, body. Let me go next to your physical body. I look at your head. I see problems with focus, attention, sustained attention, distractibility. I look at your neck. I look at your thyroid. I see a tendency toward blood sugar and insulin. I see a problem toward body image. I look at your esophagus, stomach, liver, gallbladder, colon, and rectal areas. I see problems with blood sugar, excuse me, a problem with addiction, 
and the people you get involved with. I look at your left kidney, right kidney, bladder, uterus, left ovary, right ovary, and cervix if you still have them. I see capacity to have fluid in your extremities, especially in your legs and your feet. I wonder if you have a heaviness, a feeling of being weighted down. Can you please tell me your health concerns? <laughs> the um, the itching is my primary health concern. And um, most recently, blood pressure has been going up, and I have been retaining fluid in my Where? lower Where? extremities. All extremities. No, lower extremities. Lower extremities. That's concerning for me to pick that up. Mm, me too. Do you um? You need to continue to see your doctor about your blood pressure in your heart. Yeah, I have an appointment. Thank you. Good. Good. Um, a partners that you've had have they tended toward having problems with addiction? This particular gentleman, absolutely, yes. What kind of addiction? What kind um, of significant, meaning not occasional addiction, but... <laughs> no, constant addiction. Constant. Yeah, significant as in more than one addiction. Um, drugs and alcohol. What kind of drugs? Um, earlier on, before we met, it would, would have been heroin. And during our relationship, it would be um, smoking weed. Um, when we weren't together, when we first split up, he, I found out he was doing crack or he did okay, crack. Okay, by all means, I want you to call him as much as possible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, are you being sarcastic? Yes, I'm being sarcastic. <laughs> Are you crazy? I know I am. You need to you because you have an itch. Yeah. You have a tendency of being attracted to people who, you know, have that tendency. Yeah. And when they don't want you, you need to be needed. It makes you feel lovable. You don't know you're lovable unless you're needed. Mm-hmm. And so when they they need alcohol or substances, you feel unlovable. When Mm -hmm. this is not the kind of love you need, you know, you could work in a rehab for God's sakes and get paid and get Social Security paid into the system. Right. But this is going to make... I don't don't want to be in a relationship with him. I just want to make sure he's okay. And if there's... Can I tell you something? Can I tell you? That's not the way it feels. Really? It feels like, yes, it feels like you're hurt. Hmm. It feels like you're hurt. Interesting. What was the parents, what was your husband, the father of your sons like? Oh, really nice man. Um, very nice man. He's a good dad. He's a good man. Is he still alive? Yes, he is. Thank God. Yeah, I mean, he he had a unfortunate bout with cancer, head and neck cancer, and that was really scary for a while. But he is very much alive and very much in the boy's life. And I speak anybody else? Anybody else in that family, his side of the family, have problems with addiction? 
Yes. Yeah. What who? Um so on his side there's a lot of alcoholism. Um Did he ever have problems with alcohol? I think he did. Yes. I do. When we were um towards the end of our marriage when he was still living at the house, he was drinking a lot and I really think that his drinking, especially the tequila, contributed to his head and neck cancer. <laughs> <laughs> Tequila. Tequila. Listen, Missy. What? You understand if it has feathers and it quacks mm-hmm. and it hangs out with other ducks. You duck. have a type. Yeah. Do you understand? I do. Absolutely. I, I knew that was a tendency toward alcohol. I didn't want to say anything. That's why I said, does anyone in his side of the family tend to have problems with addiction? Mm. <laughs> that was a broad mm-hmm. hint. Do you understand? Yeah. Right. So you need to have partners. You need to have people that you don't need to have, to have closeness that you don't need to check in on. Mm-hmm. Do you get it? Yeah, I do. Because then you'll have people who are stimulating you. I have cats that when they're bored or they they don't have contact or closeness, they itch. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. They do. You'll, you'll yeah. look at them. You won't go near there and pet them, so they'll just start yeah. scratching. Mm-hmm. And you'll bring them to the vet and you'll say, do they have fleas? And they'll go, no, they're just nervous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because I'll say, do they have a rash? Do they have fleas? Nope. They're just nervous. By all means, go to a dermatologist. Make I sure did. you don't have a neuropathy. Then no, what I did. do they I, say? I had a whole complete workup. Everything was great except my trip taste was quite elevated. I have, I have, I'm allergic to absolutely nothing. They did um, 100 scratch tests. Right. Right. Um, I've been doing acupuncture and herbalist, and my naturopath has now got me on um, a bunch of different things, quercetin, uh, vitamin C, and sulfur. Just think in terms of that. Talk to someone who knows cognitive behavioral therapy, but codependence. Codependence, mm-hmm. meaning the people who you tend to gravitate, gravitate to tend to have problems with dependencies, substances, and you tend to need to be needed. I know it doesn't mm-hmm. look that way, but the phrase, I just calling to check in, mm-hmm. is a very therapeutic phrase. Okay, even though I haven't, you know, I've totally honored his wishes and I haven't spoken no, to I know, him since but that, he made that request. I know, but it's because he made the request. Mm-hmm. Good luck. It wasn't, on my, it wasn't mine. Okay, I get it. That's it. You take it easy. That's my, you know what that means. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the other mind-body suggestions to fatigue. You're listening to Healthy Living Intuitively. I'm Dr. Melissa. Experience the difference. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa. Welcome back to Healthy Living Intuitively. Today's show has been dedicated to fatigue. 
we've learned that all fatigue is not adrenal fatigue because everything used to be adrenal fatigue and now it's COVID fatigue and tomorrow will be, I don't know, cat food fatigue because there's so many reasons why we can have fatigue and we've gone through them. Growth of cells, death of cells, um, things our bodies attacking inside of us, whether viruses, bacteria, parasites, or things that we feel that we're under attack in our outer environment. Neurotransmitters or battery fluid in our body that's either too high or too low um, lines down in our brain through injury or trauma. And finally, a disconnection from people, too much connection from people and too, uh, too little connection with the divine. If you want to know more about the solutions to today's show, you want to go to my Facebook, Dr. Mona Lisa, Instagram, Dr. Mona Lisa 1, or Twitter, Dr. Mona Lisa 2. We will go to line four, Pedia. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa. How can I be of help? Um, hi, Dr. Mona Lisa. Thank you so much for taking my call. How um, are you? So, uh, well, I'm okay. I've just hit... Uh, Tons of medical problems over the last two years. Uh, you had an overdose in the last two years? No, no, uh, like um, a lot of medical problems. The first uh, thing that I see, don't say anything. The first thing that I see, I mean, please don't say anything because I want to read. The first thing I see is you're a very positive person. That's great if you're a therapist or counselor coach, but it can be a disaster if you're in a relationship with a certain kind of person. I see that's been rehabilitated. However, in the past, I saw someone who traumatized you. You were trying to have a relationship with somebody and a third person honed in and interfered. I see that you tried, you tried, you tried to make it work by talking it through, working it through, doing all those things that people try to do to make it work. It didn't. But it put you through the ringer. And it's like studying for the exam. You get through the exam and then afterwards you have the headache. You're dealing with the aftermath of pulling yourself together to get through that tra trauma and now your body is doing the suffering. What was that relationship upheaval that felt traumatic, Padilla? Uh, well, the one relationship that uh, has been very bad is with my husband. Current husband? Uh, yeah, I have been with the same person forever. Um, because your name is Pedia, it's um identifiable. Were you trying to have a relationship and somebody interfered? Um, I just don't recall that. Say that one more time, please. No, I, I, yeah, I don't. I don't think that there was something like that. 
What was the worst thing that happened that upset you? Um, That's okay. Let I me explain. That like on on daily basis, like all the time by the person. So I don't know what was like a big thing. Okay. Your problems are second center. One-on-one relationship with a significant other. Mm-hmm. The key is, and that's uterus, ovaries, hormones, lower back, hips, bladder. Ultimately, it can end up going to heart, breast, lungs. Because we hold together certain emotions and situations to keep a family together sometimes for the children and for stability. But once we get to midlife, our 40s, children grow and the hormones start to change in our brain. And our ability to put up and shut up and hold in our feelings is a lot less. There are a variety of ethnic groups that have different ways of handling when wives and husbands don't get along. Are you following me? Mm -hmm. And in the United States, the divorce rate is 50% or slightly more. I do readings for people all over the world. And for other groups, it's not that easy. Because if you lose or leave your husband, you tend to alienate yourself from family, children, and so on. And so it's not that easy to stand up and say, I don't like what you're doing. Is that the case? Um, no, the, not really. Uh, I think I just worked on myself so much through the years, so now I'm kind of getting to the point that I see that things are totally falling apart. I'm going to go next to your physical body. It just feels like you've tucked it in and put it up put up with it for very long. Mm-hmm. Is that part your ethnic tradition? Um, I don't think it's so much ethnical. It, uh, it was like more my mindset. Okay. I look at your head. I see a pressure in your head area. I can't figure out if that's vascular, hormonal, or what that is. I look at your neck. I look at your thyroid. I see increased susceptibility of making antibodies against your thyroid gland. At times, I wonder whether the hair on your head has a change in color, thickness, or distribution. Hold on one second. I look at your left lung, right lung, left breast, right breast.
later on in life. I wonder if women in your family are prone to hormonally sensitive densities in both chest walls. I look at your esophagus, stomach, liver, gallbladder, colon, and rectal areas. I see pain and tenderness in your right upper quadrant of your abdomen. I see an upset feeling in your stomach between your esophagus and your stomach. I can't figure out if that's excess acid, excess bacteria, or what that is. I look at your left kidney, right kidney, bladder. I see urinary frequency, urgency. I see scar tissue in your pelvis between your uterus and your lower bowel. I can't figure out if this is old cysts. I just see stickiness between your lower bowel, your uterus, and your ovaries. I look at the joints in your hands, wrists, elbows, shoulders, hips, knees, and ankles. I look at your neck, upper back, lower back, and sacral areas. I see a mild curve between your cervical and thoracic region on the right side of your neck. In addition, I see lower back stiffness and achiness. I see melancholy and sadness, fatigue, a change in your sleep-wakefulness cycle. Can you please tell me your health concerns? Um, so I do have uh, thyroid antibodies increasing uh, hair loss. Uh, so you have thyroid, you have thyroid antibodies and increase in hair loss. How long have you had that? Um, a little over a year. And with your thyroid antibodies, do you have a loss in thyroid hormone or do you just have the antibodies? I just had the antibodies last year and um, I have to go for blood work again now. Okay, so they don't have you on replacement? No, not yet. But you have the loss of hair. You need to go to an acupuncturist and Chinese herbalist because your loss of hair in Chinese medicine may mean something different. In Chinese medicine, it's about struggling for a long time. And they call that deficient kidney yang, which is related to in medicine, Western medicine, it's the equivalent of adrenal fatigue. Ironic as that is. But suffice so the it. The thyroid and the hair are connected. Not, the- not all the time. You, to lose hair, that kind of hair, usually you have a loss of thyroid hormone. Is it patches or all over? All over. Usually, you have a loss of thyroid hormone and they have to replace it. Have you gained weight? I have. And yeah, I just recently started losing, but I gained a lot of weight. But it's just because I eat. It's not due to the hormone, I think. How much weight? I mean, I'm 214 pounds right now, so... You need to talk to an act because that kind of weight gain gives you excess estrogen. 
excuse me, excess androgens, which can make you lose weight, I mean, lose hair. It can also, excess body fat causes excess estrogen, and that can actually inhibit thyroid hormone. But the antibodies is a whole nother other thing that's an autoimmune. But mm-hmm. nonetheless, nonetheless, what other health problems do you have? How is your uterus and ovaries? Do you have densities uh, no, there? Have you ever had cysts? I used to have um, uh, like PCOS, and I haven't checked that in a very long time. So PCOS cysts. So with PCOS, you have hair loss that isn't necessarily related to thyroid. You know that, right? I, I, I had PCOS like since when I was like 20, and the hair loss started like... A year ago. Okay. Um, keep going. What are the other health problems that you have? Um, well, I have like something going on with my stomach, like bloating. That's fairly new. Okay. And um, does it bother you a lot in the right upper quadrant of your abdomen? Underneath your rib cage? Uh, no. But you have bloating. I do have bloating, yeah. Okay. You need to go to a gynecologist and make sure, if you haven't already, that you don't have cysts in your pelvis. Because the excess... I'm not going to get into it, but excess body fat creates excess estrogen that can build up a variety of things and cause bloating. Does that directly cause the problem? No. But your problems are second center relationship and third center self-esteem. Your relationship erodes your self-worth and self-esteem. And somehow that sense of anxiety and anger about it builds up your weight. You really have to do something about this because at midlife, that buildup of weight, that body fat, forms estrogen that isn't just going to affect your pelvic organs, but will, as I said later in midlife, affect your breasts. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. So if I lose hair, if I lose, uh, lose weight, is that going to help me with the hair and the thyroid? It might be hard to lose weight in a situation, like I said, if you feel that where you live, it feels under threat. That was one of the feelings of fatigue. If, you're, if you feel that you don't feel secure, If you feel under threat, that kind of hypervigilance can make people release cortisol. And it's like taking steroids. They gain weight. Sometimes independent of what they eat. I I just lost 10 pounds, so I'm kind of... I know, but 10 pounds, 10 pounds is 10 pounds. A lot of people try to lose weight in that environment. They can't Mm -hmm. consistently. So I'm just warning you. I want you to talk to someone because in that sense, a lot of time when someone feels that they're not loved in a certain way and cherished, 
they may lose 10 pounds, but they don't consistently keep losing it. I'm trying to be empathic and explain it to you. Mm-hmm. First of all, get a go to a gynecologist and have them check your pelvis for cysts and your breasts. Yeah, I but also did have, mm-hmm. go ahead and I did have breast cancer already. So there you go. When did you get the breast cancer? Five years ago, actually, you diagnosed me. Because people who I kept saying that because people who stay in a relationship that doesn't feed or nurture them and hides their emotions behind a brave and stoic face who tend to have this weight gain with the excess estrogen increases their chance toward having breast cancer. And there's a connection between the thyroid thing you have and the breast problem. That's why I was trying to say that to you. Do you get it? Good luck. Please get someone to help you with your partner because the breast cancer was a big warning sign. Mm-hmm. Good luck. You take it easy. I got to go to the next okay. caller. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. We'll go to Leilani. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa. How can I be of help? Hi, Dr. Mona. I'm with a really bad headache. I'm getting them, and I don't know if it's the glyphosate in the food and the air. I'm normally very healthy. You can go ahead. Thank you. Leilani, when I read you, Uh, you have a headache and you think it's the glycine in the air? Glyphosate in the food, in the air, the poison they're putting on the crop. Glyphosate. Say it again, glyphosate? Yeah, it's Agent Orange glyphosate. It's in all the food now, unless it's organic. It's in the air. It's everywhere. But that I don't know if my intuition's right. I'm just I'm open to what you have to say. Thank you. The first thing I see is you're a very smart person, but what you do daily for work doesn't use all of your gifts, talents, and skills. That was the first mm. thing I saw. Are you following me? Yes. First thing, and that somehow. You've had situations in a work environment that felt either abusive, draconian, or something. So you pull yourself away, and all this information in your mind goes around and around and around and around. And um, now at midlife, your hormones are going down, and your body sensitivity is going up. What do you do for work? I have a healing arts practice. I see clients on the phone. What did you I, used to do? Second, second. Wait, I used. Wait, okay. What was this, what's the second business? Second, sometimes I help people clear clutter for extra money. I'm working with a woman right now clearing her clutter in her house. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I like it. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. How bad is the clutter? Uh, It's not that bad. She just, I just organized her garage 
her kitchen's organized. She just she's just overwhelmed, but yeah, it's not that bad. So you don't do these mega clutterer people that everything is really kind of no, 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 no. They they, no. This is like okay. Um, have you what what did you do for work before? Before that, I worked for a nonprofit that I really loved with a woman, and we were engaging youth in community activities, and it was great, but they lost funding and that it position ended. Before that, I was in a law firm for 10 or 12 years, and that was very intense. Well, that was a situation in which you worked within a hierarchy or something. You yeah, call it intense. Mm-hmm. Are you in Colorado? Or L.A.? I'm, I was in L.A. Now I'm in Sedona. I left Colorado. Okay. So you're, Jesus, mother of God. So you were in L.A. via Colorado, and now you're in Sedona calling me from a vortex. I am calling you from the vortex. Thank you. Okay. Leilani, number one, you can't do a reading on yourself. Okay? Okay. Okay. Got it. Number two, there's something unique about your brain that makes you porous or sensitive to hormonal changes, period, end of story. You've always been very unique. And Mm -hmm. so when someone near you has emotional issues, you can pick it up very easily. If they're anxious, angry, or something, you pick it up like lint on black velvet. And it makes you have a headache. Wow. Usually unilaterally behind one eye. Your gift, your intuitive gift, is like a satellite dish in your brain. Hmm. That's why working in buildings like offices where there's a lot of people, it's too loud. Because usually the chatter is loud like this. <laughs> There's a lot of ch-ch-ch-ch. And then when you get to perimenopause, mm-hmm. you lose the earmuffs, the filter that's held on by estrogen. Mm-hmm. And so as a result, you leave the intensity of L.A. and you go due east. You don't get as far as... New York, of course, even Colorado was too too intense. So you go due south to a vortex, which to me, I don't get that one either, because I would think a vortex would even be worse. But suffice it to say, Mm -hmm. you can't diagnose yourself. Okay. All I would say is I would work with someone because of your issue. I would work with someone who knows D is in dog, B is in boy, T is in tomahawk, DBT. Not because it's because it's a form of mindfulness, Tibetan Buddhism and mindfulness. It's a way of managing your emotional, intuitive dance pace in someone else's. Mm-hmm. So that when you go in someone's house, which I could never do. You're picking up their emotional detritus mm-hmm. and you carry it. So it's almost as if you were 
working with someone who was a huge um, hoarder, but you're not. So you literally carry their, their stuff around. I don't know if I could do what you do. For example, I hope I have time for this. When I was doing being a psych resident, my second year, there was a day treatment for schizophrenia. After they mm-hmm. got out of the hospital, a bunch of schizophrenics would meet in the room and they would have a check-in every day. The thing is, after that hour, I didn't think it was a problem. I would be a little on edge, a lot on edge. This mm-hmm. went on for a month until I realized I was hearing all of their voices, the voices they were hearing in their mm-hmm. head. So I was hearing the voice they were talking, their talking voice, but also the voices they were hearing in their head. So if there were seven people in the room and each person had voices in their head, do you know how many voices I was hearing? I don't know, 30, 40, to the point where I was losing my marbles. I didn't realize that until a month went by. It drove me absolutely ape. I was once, when I was, um, my last year at Brown, I went on Tegretol for epilepsy. Integritol was the best drug for me because once I went on it, everything was quiet. I heard nothing in my head. It didn't occur to me that it just stopped everything. And so I think you don't realize that in your head, the headache is that you're picking up everybody else's thoughts and feelings. You're not aware of it because you spend energy filtering it out and that makes you exhausted. I hope that helps. I want to thank you for welcoming me into your day. This is Healthy Living Intuitively. This is Dr. Mona Lisa. Thank you for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Do you want to deepen your connection to the divine, speed up your progress on the spiritual path, then tune in to the Spirit Matters podcast. I'm the host, Philip Goldberg, and I interview experts with wisdom, insight, and practical guidance for every seeker of truth. Spirit Matters on the mindbodyspirit.fm network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.